0: And also have the privilege of uh, reading the scripture passage for today. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. It's a little bit tricky, so I'll do the best I can with it. A little bit tricky for me anyway. And this is, section is titled, Life in the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation for those of, who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God.
1: Yes, I do have a, a sermon, but it is going to be concise. It's um, pretty direct this morning. Uh, I had a couple of different passages in mind that I would preach today, one continuing on the sermon series I've been doing through the Beatitudes, and then another one that didn't quite seem right, and I was praying about what would be fitting for this occasion in our church life when we have such great lows and such great highs all converging at the same time, and I landed on Romans chapter 8, verse 1, just the first verse. Romans chapter 8 is a, a complex chapter of Scripture. But boy, does it reward the hard work of trying to untangle it and figure it out. There, there are glories in Romans chapter one, uh, Romans chapter eight, and one, I'm sure too. But you should study Romans chapter eight. We're just going to look at verse one. Everything that has happened this week, what just happened with Kathy, and then what has happened with Samantha, it brings a lot of. Uh, it's profound what's going on, and it brings. A lot of questions to mind, and there's one in particular that I want to bring to the forefront to try to show you the answer in this verse, and that is, how can anybody know that they're right with God? How can anybody stand up there and, and feel as though they can be a part of God's people? How can anyone face their deathbed? Without it being terrifying. Knowing that the next thing they're going to see is going to be God face to face. How can anybody, as imperfect as we all are, as compromised by sin as we all are, as as much as we fail to live up even to our own standards, much less God's standards that we know in the Bible, how can we be at rest in our souls and our hearts knowing that we're right with God? Romans 8, chapter uh, uh, verse one holds the key. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we'll just walk through this verse together very briefly. There is therefore Now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Whenever you hit the word therefore in Scripture, you need to look at the verses preceding it and see what it's there for. That's the little joke they tell in hermeneutics classes. And if you look at the paragraph preceding it, you'll see that Paul has been wrestling with his own sinfulness. That's his train of thought. He's so frustrated with himself. He knows what he ought to be like, and yet he falls short. Over and over again, he's got these two conflicting natures. He has his new nature as a Christian, which wants to honor God and live by Jesus' good ways. But then he also has his old fleshly nature that still clings on and still is susceptible to temptation, to sin, and all these things. And he's just frustrated. And then he says, Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. So, in other words, how can I escape all this frustration? And how can I escape the condemnation due to me because of all this sin in my life? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. So God has made a way, one way, to escape his condemnation because of our sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who try really hard. No. No condemnation for those who lead a pretty good life compared to others? No. The Bible says even our best good works, apart from Christ, are like filthy rags to him. He is so holy, so pure, so perfect. So there's now no condemnation for those who do a lot of religious activities, go to church, read their Bible a whole lot, pray? No. There's now no condemnation for those who are members of a church who got baptized a long time ago? No. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is, that is the key, in Christ Jesus. I've talked to a number of people over the years who grew up in church, or had some church exposure and were baptized at some point back in their history, and that's what they're banking on to be right with God. But the Bible doesn't teach that if you went forward through a a religious process at some point that you're escaping condemnation. It says those who are in Christ Jesus. So that's really the key question. And I really want everyone in here, I want to be fully assured, fully confident, fully secure in your salvation. And that, that is so evident to me after this week with Samantha. We, thought, we all thought we had more time with Samantha, and then it accelerated so fast near the end. And I am so grateful for the clear conversations that we have had in which she confessed and confirmed verbally her faith in Jesus Christ as her Savior. And so from all outward appearance, from everything that I can see, she seems to have been in Christ Jesus And that's, at the end of the day, everything else could go terribly as a church, but that's the main thing. I want to make sure I can present everyone under my care in Christ when he returns. So we need to think just briefly, what does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? I I recognize that that's not immediately apparent, what that means. I know how I can be in a sanctuary right now, but how can I be in Christ Jesus? It's a figure of speech. What does it mean? I think the best way to understand it, the quickest way that I think that I can explain it, is to think about it like Noah's Ark. Okay, I think Noah's Ark in many many ways was a foreshadowing of Jesus himself. So God's condemnation was coming upon humanity. Human beings had become incredibly sinful in the times of Noah. But God made a way for some human beings to be saved from his condemnation. And it was those who would be in the ark. So when the rain started to come and people began to panic and scramble for higher ground, they quickly found out that there was no ground high enough to save them from God's condemnation. They could get to the the tip-top peak of the tallest mountain at that time. The floodwaters still would rise too far and consume them. They could climb to the top of the tallest tree, and it would not save them because there was only one way to be saved— It was to be inside the ark. Didn't matter if they were really close to the ark. They could have their hand on the side of the ark and be really, really close to it. If they weren't in the ark, they would not be saved. They could really think highly of Noah and the ark and be pro ark I got no problem with the ark. Even feeling positively in regard to the ark would not save them. It's only being inside the ark that would save them. That's what the Bible is talking about when it says, in Christ Jesus. It's only those who are believing in Jesus for their forgiveness of their sins and following Jesus as their Lord. Like, not just that he's a good idea out here, generally pro-Jesus, but that he is my Savior. I am actively trusting in him for the forgiveness of my sins, and he is my Lord. I am actively following him as my boss, my Lord. That's how We escape condemnation. That's where security is to be found. That's where confidence is to be found. That's where assurance is to be found. In Jesus Christ. So, I just will close by just asking you, I think it's very appropriate today for us to reflect. I just ask you, are you in Christ Jesus? Do you trust him as your savior? Do you recognize your desperate need for salvation and forgiveness of sin? And have you trusted in Jesus for that forgiveness? Are you following Jesus as your Lord, which has real implications? It means knowing and living by what he has said to be true. Now, if not... This is not some emotional altar call plea. This is a rational urging. You need to be. You need to be in Christ Jesus. You need to confess your sins before righteous, holy God, and you need to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to commit your life to following him as your Lord. It's great that we're having this opportunity that I can lay this good news out for you. There's a way to be saved. And we may have other opportunities to have this conversation in the future, or we may not. This may be the last one. So I urge you, believe in Jesus Christ, follow Jesus Christ, and if you don't really even know how or what that means, grab me after the service and we'll talk about it, we'll pray about it, we'll work through it together. That's what we're doing here as a church, that's all this is is a bunch of sinful people huddled together in the ark, huddled together in Christ Jesus. We're not really awesome in any way. We're not great in any way, but we have found the ark. We've found Jesus. That's all we're doing together. Now, if you are in Christ Jesus, I just want to encourage you to just re-clarify in your own mind that that's where all your stability and confidence and comfort come from in this life. You know, if I find over the years that those who are the most shaky on, I don't know, am I Christian or am I not? Am I saved or am I not? Usually those are the Christians, because otherwise I don't think you would really be that concerned. So I don't want anyone to walk out of here like questioning their salvation and afraid. Probably if you care that much, you probably are saved. It probably means you have a new heart that that wants to be saved. Now, trust the Holy Spirit to make it clear to all of us. I want to pray for us. Father, thank you so much for making a way through Christ Jesus for sinners like me to escape your condemnation and to be saved. Now I pray for each person in here that you would do that same miracle uh, that you've done for me, that it would be clear and concrete that uh, all would be in Christ Jesus and that all those who are in Christ Jesus would that their emotions would catch up to that fact, that they would feel uh, in their hearts secure, certain, confident as they walk out of here. And we entrust ourselves to you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.